0: Kill the blueberry playlist. Oh, come on.
1: <laughs> okay, Bree, do you want to start?
0: We would like to acknowledge that we are meeting and recording today on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation. Pay our respects to any Indigenous people listening today um, and thank the Indigenous people for caring and nurturing the land for such a long um, time and a long history. And we'd like to acknowledge that this land was and always will be Aboriginal land.
1: So we started with the uh, Blueberry Playlist last podcast, but I think it actually affected the mood. Brie, you were raising your eyebrows at the choice. What's your favourite flavour? No, it can be an old one.
0: Mmm, I really like dark chocolate. Oh!
1: (laughs) this one every single time.
0: I listen to this quite a lot.
1: Do you, actually? Yeah. Okay, I'm starting with LA Salami if you're there in the morning.
0: (laughs) I quite like Joy.
1: Oh, that's a beautiful song. Actually, that's up in my favourite now. Okay, so this podcast is now in two segments. Um, Unexpected because we chatted about pay and perhaps the conversation lasted longer than we thought. But it's so interesting because... With JobKeeper at 750 and financially on the ropes, we had just kind of agreed to take a flat amount. And now we're in a transition period between accepting the flat amount and starting to allocate our own pay, which is uncomfortable, but also the alternative, I guess, is me paying everyone, which is even more uncomfortable. So how do we negotiate that conversation? Perhaps on a podcast is not the best way to do it. Or do we just need to grow into the fact or grow into the experience of talking about the work we do and how much we need.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting because there's no, like maybe before we came into the podcast, there was no context of whether there were parameters, because su- even though there were, you know, never parameters or there's not supposed to be parameters, there are when it is precarious times with money and mm. stuff. So. I think that's what made me go back to like, you know, when we first started being paid Mm. and you're really conservative because you don't want to take money away from the Mm. business. So would like some idea of like you were saying like, Oh, originally we were like Mm. between 300 Mm.
1: and
2: 1500. Mm. Is the question.
1: uh, Is that
0: sandbagging? I don't
1: know. No. Well, I think it's also, it's unfair nearly. Uh, Or like, what is unfair about it, I think, and if, if we move this to the casual staff or people who will be coming on for shorter periods, there will be a more of a process around evaluating the work they bring to the team relative to other roles. But for us, there is the element of like passion and concern for the financial situation. And also, w- we've been shortchanging ourselves for so long that I think that culture has stayed. So I might look at a workshop of some kind around conversations about this stuff i think it's a really important part of teal but if you sweep things under the rug then you're going to end up back in where you started from and tried to leave. yeah yeah. Mm. yeah it's probably just about
2: just a little bit of preparation coming into it and guidelines about what forms of value to the company yeah. basically yeah. it was just like you said hey. no rain no river
1: Diggs, if i gave you five grand and told you to revamp the shed what would you do uh i would
2: spend it all on marketing to new clients <laughs> <laughs> we can revamp the shed for free <laughs>
1: It wasn't a trick question, but that was the correct answer. (laughs) Well, we can.
2: I think the shed should be revamped using reused materials. Yeah. And so, why would we spend on lots of brand new junk? Sure. So, what's the what's your vision for it? Well, ideal vision would be maybe. I've uh, mum sent me a recent book about reusing packing crates, and sometimes these look tacky, but. If we did a really good job of it the whole all of the shelving and all of the benches could be quite restrained use of packing crates um uh kind of fits with the recycled materials circular economy stuff and also i think it would look quite beautiful against the white brick walls just
1: clean wooden lines yeah nice so that's going to come up in a second but one of the, the reasons that I bring it up is that that fell under the cat. It's not even a fun project. I put it under the operation, a banner of operational projects where it helps us in the long term. But in terms of immediate priorities it lost out relative to normal sales. So that leads to the, the first topic of discussion, which is how do we as individuals who have a lot of autonomy over the work that we do and work very flexibly, prioritise projects that align to our quarterly theme, which is um, more through the door, for example, versus projects that we perceive as valuable, either because they bring us fun or they link to our function tasks, or they're just something that we really need to do as a company, but that's not recognised through whatever framework we have.
0: I think we should phone a friend for this one.
1: Straight off the bat. I'd I'd like to hear what you reckon (laughs) first, Bree. I think Hamish is still walking.
0: Um, I think that it comes down to – remember a little while ago where we had conversations about when we make decisions that KUAs should always have a seat at the table and mm-hmm. then we think about things from KUAs' perspective and the organization's perspective and not always from our own perspective? I think we probably need to bring a bit of that back into it where um, – and, and maybe extend the – you know, if the core decision-making thing is around happy days – and that that is the key priority, then that needs to extend beyond you know the employees that we work for, our farmers, us as employees of Kua, to also what brings happy days to the organisation as a whole. Bit mm. abstract, but maybe, mm. yeah, maybe helpful.
1: Do you have any thoughts, Jigs?
2: Uh, I kind of disagree, actually, Brie. I think it's fine, basically. Yes, yeah. the like do we remember back to last quarter when we were all feeling pretty unhappy when we weren't adding serious direct value to Kua? core? So
1: this is two, two quarters ago. Yeah, this yeah, is, sorry, yeah. two, two yeah. quarters
2: ago. All feeling pretty unhappy when we weren't doing, we were all doing these weird semi-direct projects. Uh, I think if your number one priority is for happiness of employees, by default, the company does really, really well. Because mm. if you've got the right employees, they want to do good things for the company, but also they're allowed to do things that, they feel is the right thing to do and these things go on to do more things for the company. Plus they're just engaged with the company so they're happier so they're doing more work for the company. Everything's more productive.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. But I th- also think that um, there's like different betw- difference between happy projects and also functions and getting bogged down in functions tasks or process tasks that detract from core goals.
1: Yeah, can I give three examples um, that would maybe be helpful for me because uh, last quarter I had a project to create content um, and use that content to reach our target audience and that would generate sales. So it was a quarterly priority. Then um, we had this idea of rolling out a subscription coffee letter envelope that I got really excited about but sensed that everyone else was excited about and it had some potential. Then There's endless grant applications which give us funding and right now are actually helping us kind of grow and stay afloat. So there's three things. And how would you guys prioritise those three? Whatever feels right. Yeah, I don't know, though. And I I think Hamish is in the same boat as me. Uh,
2: Bray?
0: Mm. yeah i guess by the by the things that we had um earlier today we were looking at happy days impact oh no happy days direct impact indirect impact what was in between yeah, happy yeah. days and
1: so i think i can yeah. give this feel because i think we should start using this more um we have a vision of happy days which basically translates to that's why we're doing guru on happy days for our Stakeholders, those experiencing the injustices of climate change, but also ourselves. So if we can achieve that or if we're not achieving that, that's the biggest red flag that we have. Then our purpose is World Positive Coffee for workplaces, which is essentially measured through the amount of kilos that we move through the door and the number of workplaces that that goes to. Then we have direct impact. And that's how our business model literally diverts waste from landfill and generates funding for partners such as Zuku Kubora and Ecotrust. And finally, we have indirect impact. And that's through having a tangible business model that people engage with day to day, we're teaching them about climate smart consumption behaviour. And that formed a semi hierarchy in terms of prioritising tasks based on impact now i don't know if you wanted to apply that to the three examples
0: yeah well i was about to say i think it brings tension to it because um you know with the framework of those four things when you look at something like the envelope subscription service which is like a really i would say it was like a happy fun thing for you to do um in terms of the direct impact at that point in time based on the quarterly strategy it probably wasn't the best thing for KUA to for you to spend your time doing that. But in saying that you did it in your own time.
1: And
2: you did So didn't
0: is that Huh?
1: And you didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> I actually well I wrote out a plan for how I would do it and then I realised I couldn't do the plan <laughs> without deprioritizing yeah. other things.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um which but I think that but I tell you,
1: yeah. own time is also bullshit because that's own time yeah, is like yeah, yeah. my sleep, which then affects my real work.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was about to say. So, like, if we have a culture where the happy day stuff is the key priority, then it needs to be integrated into your day-to-day. Mm. But then you need to, I think, it ne- that needs to be each quarter aligned to that overarching mm. goal.
1: I think you're semi-right because the reason that I've now dropped it is because I'm starting to question how much value it brings to core, whereas initially I was like, this actually has serious potential.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, Diggs, totally on the, um, you know, when employees are passionate about what they do, they're going to do what's best for the business anyway. So I think we're in a really good place with that. I, I'm i more on the f- people get bogged down in functions tasks that are actually unimportant mm-hmm. to that quarterly goal. So it's like um, a really good example is like HAME spending 100 hours on unleashed which isn't contributing to new market cafe sales like that's a really good example of okay well how do i prioritize what i think is important versus what the team thinks is
1: important yeah yeah i really i think we're actually getting somewhere (laughs) um like for example so how i do prioritize is grants first and foremost partially because big return on investment but also because there's a hard deadline so i just have to get them done May like I should probably say no to a couple more grants for the sake of saying no. Then I would say that um I go in bursts of either my quarterly goal or the envelope based on what I feel inspired to do that day. But I think we need a I think we need a system to help people like me and maybe to help people like Hamish who actually get stressed out by deciding which is best. And potentially, we could have a meeting between the four of us plus Kua. And we c- come in with, like, I am working on these three things. I need help deciding what I should work on. My level of happiness is going to be one of the factors. But I want your opinions on whether it's actually helping Kua as well to help me decide.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's
1: like a, a jury.
2: Yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah. I like Let's it. do it.
1: Okay. Um, we're going to have a little <laughs> break while I call the man himself.
0: Just pay you off for of this.
1: Yeah. Hello, Hamish, speaking. Hamish, how are you?
3: Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. How are you?
1: Did you find that car? Did I find what? Your car was it? Did I have a parking ticket?
3: Yeah, no ticket. Thank oh.
0: goodness.
1: <laughs> the yeah, no. I got pretty just <laughs> <thing>. Well done. <laughs> um, okay, so we were talking about how to prioritize projects. Projects that are fun, projects that are function and projects that are quarterly. And Digby's pitch was that um, whatever feels right, which I think we agree with in principle, but it actually can be hard to use that to then make decisions. Mm -hmm. Bree's pitch was that we need to bring Kua back to the table to make decisions based on what gives value to Kua. And my pitch (laughs) was a new process. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> which kind of combines the two and it's basically if and i think that you and i are particularly the ones that struggle with this it's if we are struggling we call a dedicated meeting and bring the four of us together literally have a seat at the table for kua and try and remove all sorts of ownership and attachment and ego from those projects and not out which should be worked on and why
3: Definitely what, what I had been thinking about today was just that we sort of want to align all of our um, roles and goals under some sort of direction as a team, and what kind of ends up happening is that we, we work a lot on our own stuff, and then um, either go go on our own because we, we, we don't want to bother anyone else, or just take a different path because we think it's the right thing, but maybe lose sight of what we all agreed on. Um, or at least thought was good at the start of the quarter and might have changed so maybe something like that meeting could be good
1: no yeah, i mean we can only try um, yeah. I, I think the thing is that we do try and like we say like when we are actually feeling stressed about it we try and have a process to deal with that yeah for sure i think the other thing that might help and you and i've talked about this same, is that the second monthly kind of making sure that we update the quarterly plan or what we were working on so that it does reflect kind of the now rather than the two months ago
3: yeah for sure and I think as well what I realize uh, or what I realize every quarter especially towards the end if you don't hit your targets it's like you sort of lose track of like what was I working on this whole time was it that I like you know did i did i get over it for a bit and go to sleep at the wheel <laughs> and then it's four weeks later and like we're no closer to what i sort of said i set out to do so yeah i like i i'm all for a reassess at different points along the way nice
1: yeah well unless you have any other ideas we'll lock that in as something to try and basically just see if it adds value
3: Nah, it sounds pretty good i think it's a good way uh, uh, not a bad balance so that we don't end up just going to like not maybe like losing a bit of the independence to run our own projects. Like a team
1: meetings always pretty pretty good. Cool. Yeah, and we'll make it separate to the fortnightly so that because the fortnightly has a lot of like efficiency decision making attached to it, but this hopefully is more of a uh, a cultural slash advice type thing.
3: Yeah, Ripper.
1: Nice. Alrighty, who are you off to now?
3: Uh, I'm just out front of Sam Crawford. Architects, shout out to Laurel and Jared, legends. Oh, legends. Um, (laughs) And then up to to North Sydney, glad to be out of the hot seat, team. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty,
1: enjoy your oven. See
0: ya. Bye.
1: All right. So we have four kind of priority areas for this quarter, which creates some issues with streamlining and prioritizing. So let's see how we go with developing some metrics in in terms of the priority areas, as we discussed before, it's sales structure impact, which is more around like monitoring and evaluation and operations. And within each of those, we've got a set of um, activities. So I'll read them out. So for sales, we have working from home involving like getting our B2B customers to buy coffee for home, Um, masterclass with one of us based on the content that they want to hear while they're at home and working to break up any corporate meetings, a no to yes campaign and approaching new markets. Under structure, we want a board. Do you reckon any potential board candidates are listening in?
0: Are you there, Cliff? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, We want to set up, uh, so we've got Unleashed as a a subscription platform, but we want to set up standing orders using it so that we don't have to manually check in with our clients every two weeks and we want to hire a bookkeeper. For Impact, uh, we're working with an amazing organisation. Shine. And what do they do?
0: (laughs) Shine is um, an institute that is... Uh, operated out of harvard and mit in the us and they measure the impact of businesses but uh the negative and the positive impact so they do hand printing and footprinting analysis and we're mates with uh old greg norris greg if you're listening we are here <laughs> um, and so we're doing a trial with them um, to measure our, the impacts of our business and um uh yeah go carbon positive hopefully
1: nice And then the second element of the measuring and evaluation is um, uh, sparked by our external conduct standards as a charity, we need to have more transparency around where our money is going to in Uganda. And this is a really good opportunity to work with our partners to set up data transfer processes so that we can communicate really clearly about the numbers surrounding our coffee. And then lastly, we were really struggling with how to fit in things like revamping the shared... Getting Ben and Jerry's to do a flavour of our coffee, which digs up, rolls his eyes on. What's wrong with that idea?
2: Uh, oh, I don't know. We could try, but I just, for some reason, just don't think that would be interested. And, like, Why? it doesn't seem to be what they do, that kind of stuff.
0: Pretty aligned.
2: Yeah, look, look, I'm... Go go for it, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Don't know why I'm so there and I will idea. set it up. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: our drum lids are still hard to get off, so we're going to see if we can fix that. Um, I'm curious about the subscription package, and I also really want to ramp up our education and uh, kind of interactivity around composting. So those all fit in like an operational bucket. Because they didn't tick them all through the door box, we've basically given ourselves a sprint week in the last week of October yes where we're going to try and get as many of them done as possible and put other things on pause so we'll see if that works because we've talked about a sprint week for ages but never actually done it no
2: oh yes tried to
1: So we're about to start talking about metrics and ways that we might measure those four things and help ourselves do all this prioritisation stuff. But for a long time, we've been talking about how we would extend the core team beyond us. And in the dying moments of the meeting from this morning, I said that I was going to hire someone to help me with finances. Um, we haven't decided who it would be, but we think because it's the first time that we are hiring through a formal process, it might be just easy to test the processes with someone who is values aligned and that we already know and Diggs and i proposed xanthi um who is a good friend of ours and very very capable and i actually thought i'd call her and kind of talk through how it might look because as you saw at the start of the podcast we were talking through pay and i'm not going to tell xanthi what she's going to be paid or the work that she's going to be doing because that's not our culture and I'm curious to see whether it's the sort of thing that aligns with someone looking for a job. Hey Xanthi.
0: You need to put her on speaker.
1: Oh, one second. Hey Xanthi. Hello. How, How are you? you? Pretty good. That's good. So I'm in a podcast studio with Bree and Diggs. Hey okay. Xanthi. <laughs> Hi Xanthi. And I'm super Hello. excited because um, for nearly two, oh, since we start like for, for we had a massive team at the start which was a lot of fun and then we've basically had six people for two years and it's the first time we've considered getting someone else in. Four, Four a, people for two years. Pardon? Four people for two, yeah, yeah. But and, and we've had like people work on fun projects but this is like a real-life project um, yeah. with pay and responsibilities. So <laughs> I, at, you're sort of looking for a job right now. And when you look in at Kua, do you just see like a bunch of kids at home mucking around with coffee or do you actually think that it's a company that could provide you value as an employee? Um, Well, I think I expected a bunch of kids, but I feel like living in the same house with you guys- Oh, you you weren't meant to tell everyone, (laughs) No, that's a conflict of interest. (laughs) Xanth is a housemate.
0: look at it the opposite now, that you are quite... Like, you do really have your shit together, all of it seems, uh, and you are kind of quite on the ball, which is not surprising, but um, I guess it's... Which, I guess, I would say does show that this is kind of quite a good opportunity for me.
1: Um, What I'm thinking I'll do next is kind of write up what the role would look like as, like, a baseline... Uh And my hope is because I do everything finances from like reconciliations to tax with JobKeeper, to HR, to how finances inform strategy. So basically there's a spectrum from reconciliations through to uh, intersecting with strategy based on what you want, the value you bring as a a new person to the team. And I guess the time you have available and the funds that we have available so i thought i might give like a baseline job description that can be circulated to you and potentially some others so that we are avoiding just hiring friends yeah and then kind of go through a couple of meetings and ramp up the role as you get more comfortable and start to outdo me at my own job (laughs)
0: that would be really good i think it would be for me to like kind of have a clear idea of what you need and what I can do because at the moment I'm I am a little confused about like what the kind of responsibilities would be um so I'd be very happy to yeah receive that
1: cool yeah I think a value of having you with a housemate is you can make sure that the role description works for you because it's a new thing for me as well um and it would really help us fix our processes
0: and look one of the core values of Kua is we are housemates there's no more literal (laughs) Yeah, go back. Right.
2: <laughs> that, that's very yeah, true. A personal
1: professional boundary. <laughs> well, maybe Xanthi and I'll work on a job description, then we'll circulate it to all other. Aspects. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, we'll talk more over dinner,
2: hey? But, but, yeah, but Zanthi, of course, there is. There's a lot of pressure while being live on a podcast, but <laughs> it's know. one of those things which is, uh, there is n- no pressure, you know, to say yes if it ever, yes. like,
1: you know, yeah. if we're offering goes for two ways, so it's no pressure to t- hire me. Also, Good so point. But we, we have no problems telling each other to bugger off.
3: I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> not <great>. too
1: stressed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Seth All right, no worries. Bye. Bye, bye, Zanthi. Bye. I'm so excited about that.
0: Oh, <laughs> I would love another girl in the yeah, team. Yeah,
2: it'd be great. It'd and be really great. Like, very good answers to
1: our Pretty <laughs> tough situation Pretty, tough. pretty, mean. <laughs> pretty yeah, mean I was pretty dead I, I did, did, I d- her I I did her? give her a heads up oh, yeah. oh, so, okay. um, And I mean it's not comf- This podcast isn't comfortable But I guess if we want people to be part of the team Then oh, we okay. do uncomfortable things so. um, Which also Is something that we could potentially talk about Because maybe it's exclusive
3: <laughs> man.
0: Won't you hurry? Because I'm tired of these scenes. Okay.
1: Shockama sure <laughs> Good Docker, you seen it?
0: Sugar Man? Yeah. No?
2: Really? Have you seen it, Dix? No, I haven't seen it. But I'd like to watch it, yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. Have
0: you watched my yeah. Octopus teacher? No. Okay,
1: um. guys, are we getting sidetracked or are we getting <laughs> sidetracked <here? laughs> You. I'll do it. a deal. Okay, <laughs> we've got two weeks uh, to watch it. I've noted in the quarterly strategy. Um, okay, so I really want to try something. <laughs> um, basically, we either have a checklist where, where jobs need to be ticked off and they can be ticked off and there's no way to develop a metric that tells us whether we're on a good path, So some of those include hiring a bookkeeper. A lot of the operational tasks, particularly because they're time bound. But then for some of the sales and impact tasks, I would much rather set a. Goal that allows us to be flexible with the activities that achieve that goal. Sales is the easiest one. So what are you thinking in terms of like things that we want to achieve through sales this quarter.
0: Outside of those key metrics, around 60 kilos a week?
1: It's on, I would only go outside if we need to. Yeah. Yeah, so whatever helps us kind of – I think particularly the point in like integrating new markets with sales under the same goal was a bit of a realisation for me.
0: Yeah, I think that that's a big one. I Yeah, I think that we should be – Because I think seeing cafes, then that's pretty much what we're looking at in new markets, um, as separate. I think we need to be prospecting all of these things together and seeing all of them. I I guess the difference is probably the pricing structures, but that's not interesting for podcast listeners. Um, But, yeah, I think prospecting based on volume rather than um, kind of – that's kind of what we're doing, but – with the way that work is changing, it's really difficult to predict the volume that businesses, as in workplaces, will be consuming, whereas the cafe market is much more consistent. And even the hotel market, if we were to look into that, I think is much more consistent as well. Yeah. Um, Does that answer your question? Yeah,
1: I think so. And I, I think the main thing is like, me as like a bit of a free roamer and able to help you or Hamish. I shouldn't be helping you or Hamish, I should be helping achieve that goal through yeah. whatever seems to be the most likely way to achieve it at yeah. the time. Yeah. Um impact. Is there is there any are there any metrics that uh, we have in our sites but are not yet able to track Jigs.
2: Happiness I would say is one of the hardest ones, but actually probably the most important one. Okay. I'm not the director of impact though. Yeah, but yes. I'm going <laughs> to go. Uh, <I'm> gonna
1: go <laughs> um, happiness and environmentally. Environmentally, footprint of our... Oh, that's I, easy. But, but, but on that sheet that we have already, are there like metrics that are grayed
2: out? Uh, yes. The like deliver, like shipping and delivery. So shipping from Uganda, shipping uh, in terms of Hamish is kind of okay, but that needs some work. Mm. Um, yeah, there's some other ones. Also, some stuff around, like, people we are touching is a bit weird. Oh, like, yeah. people being impacted by Kua, if, yeah. if that kind of comes into happiness. Yeah, the
0: qualitative stuff is no, n- virtually non-existent. Mm. Mm. So we have a lot of quantitative data. And actually, I think when we showed that data, what you built to shine, they were very impressed with mm. how comprehensive it was. Mm. Um. Yeah, so I think, but I think the qualitative stuff comes down the track and I also think that no one in the team is particularly equipped to do that. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's much more difficult to measure that stuff than numbers.
1: Yeah. Well, I think as a company we want to measure and we promote like wellbeing and circularity. So I would like to kind of sit down between the three of us and identify a few metrics that are achievable in the maybe now and longer term. Mm. So that we're looking beyond this quarter and then saying, okay, how are we going to get them immediately? Yeah, for 2020. Or the, the sub metrics to hit the longer
2: term metrics. Yeah, uh, yeah, then. yeah.
1: Because you're right, happiness is very difficult, but maybe there's a financial metric that we can bring into it in the immediate future. Mm. Cool. I'll do some thinking and kind of share between us yeah. afterwards. Okay, we've got two more um, segments on this podcast. hope you're Don't enjoying you really, the drive yeah. home.
2: Jeez, oh, your voice got better since the last
1: podcast. I oh, know, practising, practising. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have more through the door. It stands. Perhaps it should always stand.
0: It
1: should never be. But then we have this, this weird thing that we brought up, which is like a cultural theme of back ourselves. And we got around it. And initially I thought that should also stand. But I don't necessarily, so the the impacts of Back Ourselves was many disconnected projects, also a, a reflection on how we plan. But I think that we've moved past needing to back ourselves. And f- for me, I think we need to work a little bit more smarter, work more together, and from our conversation at the start of this podcast, work was Kua front of mind. And I was wondering if there's like a neat way that we can develop a phrase to remind ourselves of kind of what we're aiming for in terms of, Work culture,
0: mm. like like harder, faster, stronger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what about with co? Does that resonate or not? No, nah. it, it seems very abstract. Yeah. Even
2: those words seem very abstract. I yeah. struggle to get around my head around what they mean.
1: Yeah. Okay. Do you so know like what smarter? I, do, do you know what I can't? so smarter is like? semi moving on from backing ourselves rather than just saying yes to everything. We need to be quite yeah. uh, brave deliberate. In, and deliberate with the yeah. work that we do.
0: I wonder whether like in the same way with the more through the door, you can, I think we actually talked about this in the last podcast where you can kind of phrase a question, which is does this mm. lead to more through the door? Yeah. Do we need another kind of yeah, phrase that we can make into a question?
1: um i think more through the door still achieves that what i observed the second level like let's call yeah. it the theme no the vibe i think oh, oh yeah matter. the vibe what what i observed Vibe. <laughs> it worked really well when you could give crammers for someone exhibiting that behavior because yeah. they're not actually changing how we work mm. Mm. um that's cool that's cool we don't need to come up with it but i do want you to um to think about it, because we have a guest on the show that's going to help us out with that one at the end.
0: Together forever.
1: <laughs> shit. <Stewardship. laughs> <coughs> 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 We're pretty much wrapping up. Was there anything that I've missed from this podcast? this bit because I forgot to get the ringtone sound. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to cut... No, nah, we don't have to cut it. You never cut anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I edited the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like an hour and
0: 30 yeah. minutes long. <laughs> I'd stand up. Oh, yeah, all day I'm just going to edit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Code for not doing anything.
1: So we were just talking about... Um, we were just talking about uh, the thing, which is th- the only real thing left for this quarter. Um, we're sleeping on pay. We've decided to have meetings to deal with like work flexibility. We've got relative metrics. We've d- we've done really well, um, but we just need that thing that's going to help us out at Kremers. And there's actually a guest coming in. Classic caller. Hello, Rupert Carrawack. Hello Darcy. <laughs> Wake me up again, this time every quarter. <laughs> uh, Rupert, you were probably just listening and you realise that we're in a bit of a pickle about the quarterly theme. Yes. Uh what do you reckon?
2: To me, as your business advisor The question I would pose to you, I find it quite confusing to be honest. The question I would pose to you first is, what do you want out of this theme?
1: I want to eliminate silos. And I want to eliminate uh, like long routes to an outcome that can be achieved quite quickly. Those are the two things I want to eliminate.
3: Rupert, Rupert!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was Judy, my wife. Uh, Judy, Judy, I want an important business call.
0: What about Bilo (laughs) Silo? What? Bilo (laughs) Silo?
2: This is really hard, Darcy. I think perhaps we should sleep on it too. What about No More Silo's? (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to
1: give a credit to pray for No More (laughs)
2: Silo's. (laughs) Uh, Phone a friend is the only one I can think of, but it's really... It
1: seems like Silo a Silo Nomo. <laughs> oh, maybe we can call Brody and he can come up with biohacking, whatever, whatever, whatever. Anyway, we'll work this out between us. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.